Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear, page by page. This is page 371. Porterat the Grey Man had used when I had come calling on Denna all those months ago. As I'd said, it was a good smile, gracious, polite, and more patronizing than if I'd reached out and patted the man on the head like a dog. The baronet Petter bore up under the weight of the smile for almost a full second. Then he cracked like an egg his shoulders rounding a bit and his manner becoming ever so slightly obsequious. Any service I can lend the mayor is a service I'm glad to render, he said. Please, allow me. He took the lead, heading toward the foot of the cliff. Following behind, I smiled. That's the page. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jordana. I'm Nick. I feel like Quoth rolled a 19 or a 20 on his persuade check here. Like, this is definitely a critical success. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like, okay, I think that Quoth took the feat that lets him get criticals on 19 or 20. So like keen, he has like keen, but for persuade checks. Mm -hmm. Keenly persuasive. I mean, that makes sense. He has like high charisma, which would affect your persuasion, wouldn't it? Exactly. And wisdom is his dump stat. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got really high charisma and intellect and like below average wisdom for sure. Jeez, didn't we make D&D sheets for a lot of these characters? Am I crazy? Did we do that? We actually never filled them out, but we should do that. Mm. (laughs) I actually, I have like, I have the sheet like ready to be filled out in my Photoshop. Let's activate the listeners and make them do it. Post the the character sheets and then listeners fill out the character sheets and post them. This is a call to action. It's a contest. If you win, then you, you get... A no prize. A Marvel no prize. Copyright TM, all rights reserved. I mean, can I do that? Because it's a D&D sheet. I feel like I can't like repost a D&D sheet. Yes, fair use. Let's do the podcast. I really like the word obsequious. Uh, that's one of my favorite like $5 words. I Can you kind of like contextualize obsequious in this? Because like, I don't see that word a lot and I don't know. If I Certainly, know Jordana. I'd be happy to contextualize obsequious for you. Absolutely. You're, you're very, very right. I'm, I'm sorry I didn't, I didn't explain it well enough for you at first, but I'll, I'll come around again and I'll explain obsequious because you're worth it. I get you're, it. You deserve Stop. it. <laughs> no, I'm being obsequious. That's I know. Obsequious. Okay. <laughs> so yes, fawning, servile, buttering the person up obsequious we love it Mm, i could go for some servile buttering Mm, couldn't we all we touched on this uh on our previous page but i do like the sort of callback to kvoth having someone else do this to him and him finding it irritating but also filing away for later like oh that guy's got a really good patronizing smile i bet i'll have a use for that one day and lo and behold he pulls it out yeah, he ain't even mad. That's about it, really. That's that's all I got. There's not a lot to talk about right here because we're sort of waiting for everything to k- kick off on tomorrow. Well, there's at least one more thing we can talk about. Yes, I do have my final regular note. I just want to make sure that we're all we're all done here. I think so. All right. It is the end of a page, but also the end of a chapter. This chapter's title was The Shear, obviously referring to the large ge- geographical jut out in the town. And also, perhaps to the sheer distance he has to travel, difficulty he has to overcome in order to socially move from where he is apparently to where he needs to be. Sure, buddy. Yeah. Sure, buddy. <laughs> sheer is also the character I played in our long-running GURPS game. Patrick Rothfuss yes, knew that. I wanted to do time. that bit the other day, and I couldn't. 
I couldn't think of a good moment for it, but thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> no problem. Little Fear, the axe-wielding eagle man. That's right. I forgot that that's what their name was. That, 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 that's his name. His full title. That's the only game I've ever played where we fulfilled every D&D character's long-running dream of opening a bar. Was that, that was GURPS though. Yeah. Not D&D. Whatever, same thing. Also, was that the was that the one where I played a few rounds and was the goat girl? That's right. Yeah, you were that the like goat girl. like eight curtains? All right. Oh, so good. Before this, before this turns into the let's recount our D&D stories, a thing that is terrible for anybody who wasn't part of that exact D&D game. Correct. Let's read a letter. This is from Eric, who writes in response to Gary's letter on episode 358 about Sanderson. Hi, pagers. I just wanted to throw in my two cents about Sanderson and his books. I have read a great number of his books and enjoyed them all quite a bit. I have not read any of them in a while, though, and stopped keeping up with the Stormlight Archives after book two because it seemed daunting and I don't have that much time these days. I think Sanderson's greatest strength is his world building. He knows how to craft a very interesting and unique world. I would say that his beliefs and values lead to his stories not hitting notes in a way that many adults would like. I first read Sanderson when I was a teenager, and I think that is where many of his stories, even the ones not labeled as YA, are powerful. I wouldn't put them in the same category as Jim Butcher or Kevin Hearn or John Scalzi for being bubblegum SFF because they can have very rich stories, but they just don't tackle the same kind of themes many adults associated with sci-fi fantasy. If you love world building and unique landscapes, then I would definitely give him a try. And yes, his magic systems are what first hooked me into reading his stories. Even Elantris, which doesn't have magic in it really at all, is fascinating in the way he builds a world that once had magic and doesn't any longer. I'm not saying people need to read Sanderson, but I have recommended his work to people I know will like the style and would say you should at least give it a shot. Many of his standalone books are fairly short reads and not hard or complex like A Song of Ice and Fire or Name of the Wind. Cheers, signed, Eric. Thanks, Eric. I feel like it's good to get the perspective of someone like, you know, I can't confess to being a Sanderson fan. Fanderson. A a Fanderson, if you will. As we call ourselves. A Fandon Fanderson. (laughs) But his work is really popular and uh, well-liked, and there's obviously reasons for that. Uh, And, you know, there are different, different books for different tastes and different different styles of writing that work for some people and don't work for others so it's good to get the variety and i'm glad yes. someone who is a fan of his wrote in to sort of give their perspective on why yeah. yes as they say different books for different cooks mm-hmm. different novels for different hobbles yes i've different heard that before comics definitely for different sonics different stories for different lorries mm-hmm. And if we will drive our lorries around the rubbish tip on tomorrow's page of the wind. Wind. Wind.